In today's episode, we'll be talking about the words you use when you speak about your home, what this means, and how this affects you. This can be when you're speaking with your friends, your family, your partner, your neighbor. It can even be when you're speaking to yourself, your internal dialogue, the quiet convo you have inside your head. I think generally we understand that our choice of words affects us. And you hear things like speak positively, express gratitude, give yourself grace. But I think it's an important conversation right now to talk about how you view your home and how you speak about that view and the words you use to describe it. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome to Your Home by Design, the podcast where we talk all about our homes and how they affect our health and well-being. Some episodes we delve deep into the research and some we just chat. I'm Nico, an interior designer and researcher passionate about bringing forward the findings so that you can improve your lifestyle and well-being. Grateful to have you. Let's do this. So for starters, and to get right into it, I've lived in many places. My parents were divorced, so I had two homes. And then I moved out when I was 19. And from there until I got married, I basically apartment hopped. I traveled, I lived in suburbs and cities. And then when I got married, me and my husband moved around a fair bit. So I've had the chance to really evaluate spaces over an extended period of time. And some of the places I lived, I really didn't like. In some of them, the furniture wasn't right or the place was old and it needed some love. The flow of the floor plan didn't work, so there was lack of storage, so it became really cluttered. You know, I couldn't put things in places that were functional, so it was really aggravating. Or I didn't own the place and I couldn't make the changes that I wanted, but I thought about those changes. Or even just simply, I didn't have the time or the money. So I lived with things that were off and that really bothered me. So I've had these experiences. And honestly, looking back, I can see how those negative feelings and thoughts towards my homes, how that impacted me. So for example, I lived in one place. um, It was an apartment building. And the ceiling in the corridor directly above my front door had had a leak and the leak was fixed, but they left a huge hole in the ceiling where they had to get to the leak. So there was this hole in the ceiling with plastic sheeting and they left it for months. And every time I walked up to my front door, it reminded me it was in my face the lack of care that the owners and the building manager had, it caused me to also focus on the other things that bothered me about that place. See, your home reflects you, your situation, your stage in life, your background, your style, your interests. For me, there were times I was embarrassed by certain things like that ceiling things I had no control over. And I'm sure you've had these experiences too. In some way or another, you know, you may not have moved as much as me, but no doubt you critique your spaces and you have been or are unhappy with things. 
Think about it. How many things have you purchased in the last several months to make improvements or change things up? Or maybe you didn't pull the trigger on purchases, but you added stuff to a cart or you thought about the potential purchases. Even as simple as buying some flowers and putting them in a vase or getting a new throw for your sofa. You know, maybe you host and you want your place to be more of a showcase. Your income is great and you want to show that in your home. Or you want to update things so that it's more functional and current. Or maybe you're in a season in life that you have kids. Or you want to pretend that you are in a different place than you are financially. Your home can tell a lot about you. We're often left feeling like it should be different than it is. But where is your attention going? Like where do you place importance? What are you telling yourself and what are you saying to others about your home? You know, are you saying things like, oh, it's dated. We need to take up the carpets and put hardwood down. We have so many unfinished projects. Oh, it's a mess. Or do we need to get new furniture? It's not the look I want. It's old. Our place is way too small. Oh, there's just a lack of quality. Or maybe you clean, but it just doesn't feel clean. So you apologize for the mess. You know, you want to paint because the color is wrong and there are dings in the walls or the baseboards don't match or you've just been over to a friend's and it makes you think about how perfect their home is and you compare to yours and think, I never want to have people over. Dealing with all of this can feel overwhelming and we don't talk about it. We don't realize the impact this has on us, the stress that it causes. But here's the thing. The words, the actual choice of words you use to describe your home affects you immensely. It changes your outlook on your home. And because your home is so important to you, it's your sacred place, the place you carve out. It speaks to who you are and it's so personal. The way you decorate, the way you clean it and arrange it. But the words you use to describe it that quiet combo you have, that inner voice. And that voice comes out and you make it known to people. But often that voice can stay inside and cause stress, taking away joy. Especially if you shy away from having people over because of the story you've told yourself on what it should be and how it should look and how they will judge you based on what you think they'll see. So picture this, it's a Saturday, you've had a really busy week running in and out, a bit of time in the evening to yourself, but not much, but your mind has been distracted and you just let your home go. You're behind on laundry, you need to clean the bathroom, the kitchen sink is full of dirty dishes, but it's Saturday morning, you are tired and you just don't want to do any of it. So you pour another cup of coffee sink back in your seat and start to get cozy. And then the doorbell rings. <gasps> you think, oh no, it's someone I know. What do you do? Do you feel anx- anxious? Do you feel anxiety all of a sudden? Stress? Do you jump up, run to the door and answer it? Or do you look around the room and all of a sudden you're shocked by the mess? It's glaring. You see everything you should have done. What do you do? What do you, do you do you quickly tidy as you work your way to the door? 
Like, do you think about pretending that you're not home? When you get to the door, what's going on in your head? Are you freaking out? Wondering if they'll notice things you don't want them to see? And then when you finally answer the door, do you apologize? Do you feel embarrassed? Ashamed? So what words do you use when you explain the situation? Or maybe you play it cool and you stay composed, but I bet inside your head you're having negative thoughts. You're freaking out. You're telling yourself you should be better. You should have this organized. This is so embarrassing. I bet they don't let their place get like this. There are so many ways we speak negatively about our homes. You know, it could be the situation I just described, or maybe for you, it's when you have friends over and you're showing them around, pointing out the negative without even being aware you're doing it or the effects it has on you. You know, that could sound like, oh, here's our bathroom. Just ignore the towels. We have to replace them. Actually, the whole bathroom needs an overhaul. Oh, I've been so busy. I haven't had time to clean. Sorry for the mess. Oh, my kids' toys are everywhere. It drives me crazy. Sorry, our place is so small. You are ashamed of your home to the point that it affects your relationships, like not inviting people over, too many projects to be done, not clean enough, the size isn't right, whatever the reason, you know, or you're just going about your day-to-day tasks and you, you speak about things in a negative light. Let's say you pick up some decor and as you're arranging and placing it, you struggle. You're struggling a bit. And while you're arranging it, you're telling yourself things like, I just can't do this. I'm just not good at this. It's not going to look right. You know, this doesn't look like that reel I just watched. You open up the fridge and think to yourself, wow, this is a mess. I should get some of those fridge organizers. Or you're doing something as simple as making your bed and you happen to notice in the corner of your eye that something needs to be fixed. And you just feel annoyed because it should have been fixed a while ago. You know, negative self-talk. We often associate this with looks and confidence you know speak positively don't criticize yourself but we don't associate this with our homes we don't connect our view on our home to our self-image but it is completely connected so there was a study done where they took participants and did a home tour it was a self-guided home tour where they measured the frequency of words used relating to clutter unfinished and restful And it was used to determine a stressful home or a restorative home. And they measured their cortisol levels. And the participants who had more of a stressful home had an increase of depressed mood over the day than the participants who had more of a restorative home. So this study suggests that the words we use may cause an increase in cortisol. If we focus on the negative, it stops us from experiencing joy. If we only focus on the things we want to change, then it keeps us from experiencing happiness. As an interior designer, I think about focal points. This is a main thing in interior design. Designers want the eye to go to focal points. So we create floor plans with this in mind. We dress them up. We treat them in a certain way. A focal point is an anchoring place, a grounding place in design. It informs the design, it can accentuate the design, but it can also be used as a tool in the design to distract the eye to something more pleasing. I was thinking about it the other day on how important it is to be positive in general. Like, 
how to elevate the good stuff, to focus on the good stuff. And I was actually thinking about if I were to correct myself all the time, how I would feel. How would that affect my outlook of myself and my capabilities? Well, I'd probably feel pretty bad and I'd have a lack of confidence and it would for sure hold me back in certain areas. But what would happen if I intentionally focused on what I was doing good? How would that make me feel? How would that impact my life? Well, it'd be probably pretty damn good. It's the same for your home. This negative loop you have playing, this tear me down and hold me back mentality. So what should we do about it? Right? How do you start to change this dialogue and this feeling towards your spaces? Well, firstly, I think it's about recognizing that you do it. Like facing it, really understanding that your words are impacting your health and your well-being. Then observing your thoughts, observing your natural tendencies. Observe and pay attention to like when you're feeling anxious and stressed towards your home. Chances are that inner voice is speaking. So grab a notepad and jot down what it's saying. The areas that bother you should be addressed in one way or another. It's either telling that voice to shut up or deal with it if it's a problem that can be solved. So I have an exercise. um, It's in my mini series. And the mini series is called Unlocking the Power of Home to Bring Health and Happiness. But in this exercise, I get you to write out all the areas that bother you in your home. Then we kind of address them one by one. And it starts with a, you know, a household meeting because it's really important to get everyone on the same page. So for instance, if you have a project that is lingering, then you have to be realistic in terms of if it's going to get done or when it will get done and who needs to help with that and are they on the same page. But there, there's planning involved. There's time commitments, money commitments, coordinating commitments. All of these have to be laid out. And I believe that when there's a plan, it changes how you view your list of to-dos. And this changes the dialogue about your home. Action builds momentum and that has a positive effect. One of the last things I'm going to say today is just because it's this way right now doesn't mean it will be this way forever. And what I mean by this is let's say you have been so busy that you've just let things go. Your place is a mess. It doesn't mean that you're a mess. It doesn't mean that you don't have pride in your home. Sometimes it's just simple. It's just not the day for this or the season in life for this. Maybe you just need this day to sit back on your sofa and have that extra cup of coffee and you're going to overlook it and then you're going to let it be. Don't beat yourself up about it. So I'm going to leave you with some quick things to kind of boost your feels towards your home. First, observe those words. Pay attention to what you're saying about your home and either deal with it if they're indicating that it's something that you can control or let it go. But stop that inner voice from reigning supreme. The next is to schedule your cleaning and your organizing and come up with a game plan. Pick a room and address it. 
And the key here is really just to simplify. Remember, less is more. So the less you have, the easier it is to clean and maintain. If you need to purge and get rid of things to keep things better organized and clean, then do it. But just schedule it so you know when it's coming and what you have to do. Fix things that are broken. Plan a meeting with the house. Create the list of things that need to be fixed. Remove what what can't be fixed so that it's not there mentally. Then start. Even if the plan is months down the road, you have the plan. And that is going to help you feel more positive about it. If you have things that really bother you that you can't control, then get creative with focal points. Put art on a focal wall. Place flowers in a nice vase. Use things to distract the eye. Because if you do, you're moving your eye along the space and it lands on something that you love, which is just going to boost your happiness. So I encourage you to create a home for you to stop the negative narrative and start loving your home. Don't be ashamed. Use your words with caution. Deal with what you can and ignore the rest. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe. You can leave us up to a five-star review. Please also, if you're not already following me on social media, I'm Nico underscore Smetello. That's N-I-C-O underscore S-M-U-T-Y-L-O. You can also follow Your Paro. And don't forget to head over to our website to grab some free resources and learn about our upcoming mini-series, Unlocking the Power of Home to Bring Health and Happiness.